You're listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn, where you'll find uplifting and practical advice for everyday living, creative inspiration for do-it-yourself projects, and recommendations for books and resources that will encourage you to embrace your life repurposed. I'm your host, Michelle Rayburn. Hey friends, thanks for joining me today. I'm so excited to introduce today's guest to you. She is one of the youngest people that we've ever had on the Life Repurpose show. She's also one of the authors in the Life Repurpose book, and she happens to be from Jamaica. Sarah Buckland is an award-winning freelance Jamaican Christian writer with experience spanning technical and creative genres. She's an only child, a preacher's daughter, and has been a Christian for over 19 years. Sarah is also a Spanish language enthusiast, a nature lover, and a doctoral student in geography. Sarah's drive for Christian advocacy has led her to produce her own ministry series called God's Glow. It's a web show that she has, and she has guests from all over the world. Her show is aimed at reaching youth with the Bible, and she talks about truth-filled topics, purity, relevant issues that are going on regarding morality, so many great topics. Over a dozen of Sarah's articles have been published in Jamaica, Trinidad, and Guyana, and now she's in the chapter of Life Repurposed in America. So it was wonderful talking to her, and I know you're going to really enjoy our conversation and the maturity and wisdom that she brings for somebody who is in her late 20s. Please join me in welcoming Sarah Buckland. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me today to sit down and talk about your chapter in the Life Repurposed book, but also to tell us a little bit more about your story. So thank you for being here. It's a pleasure, actually. Thank you so much for also having me here. Yes, and you're joining us from where? Jamaica in the Caribbean. <laughs> Love that. Yes. Okay, so you have to help me settle because Americans don't say, we say Caribbean, Caribbean, mm-hmm. and you said it a yeah. different way. Can you do that again? Jamaica in the Caribbean. <laughs> Caribbean. Okay, so. Caribbean. Caribbean. Yes. All right. I have to. Maybe it's an accent thing still, so that's not really. I think it is because I'm from way up north, and you can tell from my accent that I sound very Northern American. <laughs> well, you know, one thing is that, like, one thing that's different because I've never seen snow. You haven't. <laughs> and never seen oh. snow, and so that's a blessing that you know we sometimes would like here and I've always heard Americans say we want the sunshine all all year round yeah I mean (laughs) but yeah we're just um I'm in an area where we have snow from October all the way into May Wow, wow if you ever come to Wisconsin you can get all the snow you want well, hopefully I'll get a chance to do that one day, God willing. Yes. Thanks for the invitation. <laughs> yes, you're welcome anytime. So I want to imagine yeah. I came to visit you and we went out for lunch. What would be something you would introduce me to that we'd eat at lunch? Wow. All right. There are so many foods. Wow. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of jerk chicken or jerk yes. meat. That is one of our, our um, you know, world famous foods. It's really a spicy food with pimento. Um, sometimes they actually roast it on the bark. Um, I don't think roast is actually um, the best descriptor, but it's very peppery. We use a mixture of peppers. There's a pepper called Scotch pepper. I mean, it's 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 tasty. Like I like. I mean, spicy. if you're not a fan of, 
if you're not a fan of Pepo, I wouldn't really necessarily recommend that. <laughs> but in addition to that, we have um, our national dishes, ackee and salt fish. I have no, don't know if you are familiar with ackee. No, okay. It's actually a fruit um, in a red pod. Yeah, and you have a black um, seed at the top and it's yellow inside. But it's actually, um, as probably you've heard, it's, it, when it's not mature, it is poisonous. Okay. So you have to know <laughs> it is our national dish. Um, no, not to scare you. I mean, it's, it's lovely when it is, um, prepared properly. You'd have to actually wait until the pot is open and, um, you pick it, you boil it, and then you season it with, um, you know, onions, black pepper, cook it up with usually add codfish salt fish we call it here in jamaica okay and it's, that's our national dish so i mean that would have been our meal if we worked to go out i love that. salt fish yeah yes. someday i'd love to visit jamaica so one of the things i learned through reading your story when you submitted it to the life repurposed book is that no matter where we live we have certain things that we share in common in addition to our love of jesus you talk in your chapter in the book about being very busy and just by reading your bio, I can see that you do a lot. You have, you're working on your PhD or did you finish? Well, I gave in my dissertation, I submitted and I'm actually waiting for my defense. Okay. So I, yeah. So you have several degrees, you have the PhD that's almost finished. Yeah. You yes. have been working in many ministries. What happened to bring you to a place where your body just said no more of this? As I wrote in the book, it's really that point was at May 2017. I was near the point of my upgrade. So I was actually still in the master's section of the program. Um, I, as I had written, I was in the midst of doing my ministry, which just really started a few months before. Um, and I had actually been planning to do some other, you know, I had, I was conceptualizing a business idea. I was, um, also preparing for a conference um, mm -hmm. seminar presentation so I had all of these things going on at the same time of course my family my dad is a minister we do outreach um, and so you know we were always active even on the weekends so um, May 7 that was a Sunday 2017 I had been just finishing up some work in preparation for that presentation and I went to bed thinking that okay all right I'm going to bed I think it was like some minutes 11 um, p.m that was not that was like early for me mm -hmm. of course that's 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 a reasonable time um, but a um, few minutes after that I've never felt something like that before like a very intense pressure came in the side of my head um, my blood pressure was just fluctuating of course I wouldn't have known in the bed it was blood pressure but after that, I had checked because I did have a speak a speak moment on my at mm -hmm. my house, but um, <laughs> I felt my heart beating irregularly. Um, like it was just my blood pressure. After I checked, it was the next day. The bottom number was forty. That was very low. Yes, and then it went up high um the top one was like 150 over like mm -hmm. 150 something and then so in the aftermath of that event I actually thought it was a stroke I mean mm -hmm. I was 23 mm -hmm. um but <laughs> but um that's very very young for anyone to really get a stroke so mm -hmm. I I mean I thank God when I did the 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 um tests they didn't actually find something so 
um, I know it was really extreme exhaustion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do thank God that at least even even though it was hurtful, I mean, painful, um, I think that was a warning before mm-hmm. anything worse would happen, you know. Um, so like in the aftermath, I remember lying in bed, you know, just even thinking, how how did I have all of this energy to to be going up and down, even going shopping? <laughs> I was thinking, just thinking back on those things and thinking that, will I be able to do this again? Um, you know, physically, I would be trying to, you know, seeing what I could do. And I'd be sitting up, talking to my parents. Just a two-minute conversation would just exhaust mm-hmm. me. And I was really wondering, would I be able to to get back to normal, you know? Mm-hmm. So the, the recovery process was was really slow. Um well it could have been worse. Um it it but but you know um I learned a lot during that time uh in bed for weeks um actually four weeks without doing anything um it I didn't completely recover until several months after oh. but I actually started to um get back slowly uh but during that time I it's like it just hit me I um you know, in the past, I've I've won trophies, won competitions and things. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, these things that you fuss over in life so much, um, at the end of the day, it doesn't really value. It's not as valuable as you would have thought that they mm-hmm. are. What really, what really matters is the time that you spend with God. Um, and even though it's not that I was not having God in the center of my life before, but, you know, there is a difference in in terms of how you the the type of feeding to your spirit and replenishing in your soul when you actually um spend quiet time with god mm-hmm. than when you you um think okay i'm busy with the ministry i'm going to be just running up and down it's not you know just like you see in genesis god made the seventh day to rest it's not necessarily that we're going to observe the sabbath but you know i believe that God placed these markers and, yes. and in, in his word to teach us as a, you know, an object lesson for what we should do in our lives. So, you know, I learned about the fragility of life. I mean, yeah. even if you're in your early twenties, don't think that you're, you're invincible. Um, don't rely on yourself. As I mentioned, you know, getting your priorities right and having good stewardship. I also believe it was a lesson in humility, no matter what, accomplishments that you have or what your goals are that you your success is not dependent on your strength and your effort so yeah 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 so I can relate to that when you're going and going and going and I keep pushing myself and I just this week I had that happen where it had been days and days of working on this book project and sending out the emails and planning out various things so I took a day and I went for a walk and I sat and played piano and sang a worship song and did things that I hadn't, I hadn't touched a piano in a long time. What are some of the things that you do when you need to have that Sabbath time? It doesn't have to, like you said, be on Sunday. It could be any day of the week where we take that time. How do you replenish? I had begun to set aside a specific time in the day that I would just go in bed and, you know, face a window because I love nature. My field is geography. Um, and, and you know, just um, listen to worship songs and just try and meditate. Think about 
what God has done in your life. Because some one thing that happens with me sometimes is racing thoughts. I'll start to think, okay, what do I have to <laughs> have to do this? When am I going to be able to finish this? And planning all the time, even when I'm resting sometimes. So yes. it's important for me to try and deliberately set myself, get myself in a mood that, all right, God, um, this is what I have to do. But in this space and in this time, I just want to focus on you. I also like gardening. So I have a little garden. Actually, a pineapple is, is in my, is, is growing. I'm so hopeful it will reap, <laughs> we'll be able to reap it um, soon. Um, so I do love gardening. I like listening to music. Just, yeah, just having quiet time with God mm-hmm. to replenish my energies. And I like writing as well. Um, I write poetry. Um, I write short stories as well um i'm still just in the beginning of that career but i do find that it is releasing yeah for me it is very fulfilling as well so those are the things that i do yeah so what has changed now that you do rest more you are more intentional about that how has that helped you physically and spiritually well definitely thank god i haven't had a repeat of that incident um it's not that I am perfect, definitely not. As as um <laughs> as we have we have discussed before off air, like this week was quite um difficult for me because I'm working on a project for my ministry at this point. But I still have that incident in the back of my head. It has it has really made me more aware of the signs of when I am really pushing myself to the limit. Mm-hmm. So I've learned to you know recognize my the signs of where I'm getting anxious. Okay. My muscles are tense and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I have, you know, tried to set aside, be deliberate. I found that that was very important for me to do, to be deliberate in my planning. So since I I love to plan and since I'm planning my, my work, I make sure I try to plan rest time. And as I said, I have a way to improve because I, do (laughs) i i do um i do believe that i have gone back to pushing myself somewhat but you know that's a journey Mm -hmm. it's a journey and but i've definitely it has definitely made me realize that um self-care is a priority as well to help you in the ministry yes because your body is the temple of God. That's true. Exactly. So I like that you said that, that it's a process and we have to keep reevaluating because I think there are times where we want everything to be where I, this happened, this happened, and now it's fixed. And that isn't really yeah, how our no. life goes. So when <laughs> yes, you do get yeah. involved in the ministry and there's more work and more work and you start pushing yourself, that idea of stepping back again and reevaluating mm-hmm. is really healthy. So as you look forward to the next few weeks, because you know you have so many things going on, what kinds of things have you scheduled that are part of your self-care? Well, I mean, as I said, I, I have been um, doing gardening. And so <laughs> <laughs> I do um, have some seedlings. So I have some callaloo that I actually want to plant. Um, I have a few pineapple tops as well. I love pineapples. Um, so I do hope to just sometimes just get some full rest, full sleep yes. without even planning activities or anything. But yeah, um, yeah that's, that's really what I have in mind next few weeks. I mean, yeah, God has taught me so many different lessons in other areas of my life. You know, I'll, I'll maybe go into this other story. 2011 was another very difficult year for my family in yeah, general. Yeah, tell me because, about 
Yeah. Um, late 2010, my grandmother who lived with us, my maternal grandmother, she passed on. Mm-hmm. Um, that was actually the day before my, my last two exams. We have some Caribbean regional exams to actually um, help us matriculate into university. So incidentally, it was my geography and my Spanish exam, which is the field that I am in. So mm-hmm. it was like, or my core subject, it happened in our home. She passed in our home. So it was really a, a very big tragedy for mm-hmm. us. Um, we took our time to adjust, but I had blood pressure problems during that time as well and pneumonia. But in addition to that, because um, she was, my grandmother was not well for some months before, my parents had um, a lot of, uh, they, they had to pay some high hospital fees and actually went in debt. So during that time, we actually were very low financially. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, I remember, for example, sometimes having to, we're having to go to my paternal grandmother's house, hoping to, you know, get some dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember us having to, you know, sometimes, you know, even share one egg among mm-hmm. of us because I'm an only child, you know, things like that. But during that time, you know, even with the lows and the sicknesses and the, you know, the grieving and all of these things, you, I learned that, you know, all of, all in all of this, whatever you have, you have to be grateful. It, it mm-hmm. really brings you to a point where you're forced to be grateful for whatever you have. Um, you know, it, it resourcefulness was another thing. Resourcefulness because, you know, sometimes maybe even in Amer- at the American culture, I know that, that, you know, sometimes you, you might throw away things and you have food, throw away food that you have mm-hmm. and things, but it, it, when you're low, you really realize, okay, how can I make this stretch? I've, I've learned new recipes in the process. Yeah. I've learned, you know, things like that. So um, also I realized that, you know, since then, when you see people who are in need, it, it, you, and then it flashes back that, you know, at the point in your life when you were in need, it, it really fuels compassion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, sometimes God makes you go through a time that it cultivates these values in you to, um, you know, help you be, more effective in reaching out to people and actually be able to empathize to put yourself in their place and actually um, reach out more mm-hmm. in love than when you really just you think you've never actually been there but when you've been there you know it's what true. it is like and you're yeah so were there other ways where you saw god meet your needs when you were in that time I mean, um, people did reach out to us, so I believe that God, God, um, used them in that way, uh, to you know show that, yes, I do care for you. Um, I'll be there with you even in the valley of the shadow mm-hmm. of death, even in 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 times that are low, you know, mm-hmm. and you know they will get their blessing by blessing us, and and that that is one of the mm-hmm. that's a beauty of of all of this, even in pain. You have blessings, you are blessed, you get the opportunity to bless others as well. Yeah, you have a lot of wisdom for somebody who's so young. And you also are involved in a lot of ministry. So how did you, how did you become involved in serving in ministry? Because you founded a ministry, haven't you? Yes. So, um, I mean, from when I was very young, I actually got baptized when I was eight years old. So... Um, I, I think God just put it in my heart to want to, to serve others. I remember when I was much younger trying to draft, um, little booklets 
um, about you know against evolution um you know things about God so you've been writing I, forever <laughs> I have been <laughs> I mean I, I still have some of these these things notes that I had from when I was like <laughs> I love that eight nine yeah so um I think that has been in my heart from a while so um you know learning new skills and then learning how to do things in a in a bigger way I try to scale up my 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 parents helped as well because as I said my dad is a minister he he does outreach so their example had also helped me mm-hmm. to cultivate that type of outlook so we do visit um elderly homes as well I mean since since coronavirus time unfortunately we're not right. able to go there but that was our core ministry as well um you know many of these people are shut in um they're not able to go to church and not able able to you know have the outreach um that they need to but so we would come and you know sing 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 songs and have our bible um studies my mom also um you know gives out bibles to um to persons for free so we actually try and purchase bibles um like a bible at least one bible per month and just give out for free um, nice. to persons yeah so yeah that's I, I i believe that both my um i think it's both an internal thing that i i just have that drive that god had put into me as well as my parents were really instrumental in helping to cultivate that uh, and to just come on to that point as well regarding examples and importance of that i wanted to really talk about purity as well because it's another topic that really is close to my heart. Um, I find that a lot of Christians, you know, we take our calling to be pure very lightly, yeah. you know, even in the church. So like Jama- in Jamaica, um, we have about 90% of all children that are born out of wedlock. Most children are not born in a home, a stable home with married parents. And we actually have the third highest teen pregnancy rate mm-hmm. in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. So that is actually a problem. And, you know, you find a lot of unattached youth, even those in the church, especially when you, they go off to college or mm-hmm. university, they get themselves in trouble, get pregnant and things like that. So I've actually seen many of my friends unfortunately you know end up being single moms Mm. and um i've seen the hurt and so it's something that you know i've had to make a personal decision to to say no i'm gonna try and be a different person Mm -hmm. um it was also it was also helpful my mom had been very instrumental because she opened up to me from early um telling me you know you know how she she kept her virginity Mm -hmm. she kept herself pure until marriage and um, I also find that it's very important to own that for yourself. Yes. So, you know, because there will be a lot of pressure, even you know, when your parents are not around, when your 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 mentors are not around, you have to make sure you make that decision, and that's what I I have done. So, you know, I just wanted to say a message, send a message to youths and even older folks that in this world, even in the twenty first century, <laughs> you can live a happy life and a fulfilled life without indulging, yes. you know, in in sexual immorality. Because um, I am. I am actually 27 and I am a virgin. I've actually... Good um, for you. Thank God. I've actually, you know, even kept 
myself like my lips like I, I've never kissed as well okay. I mean this these are personal yeah <laughs> personal details but um you know I'm just speaking this to let people know because sometimes you know when people don't speak about these things they think okay I'm alone this is crazy nobody does this um mm-hmm. I'm not saying that this is something that everyone must do about especially with the you know not choosing not to kiss right. or anything but I, I think that it's important that you have your standard and you realize that, you know, even though you'll, ha- you'll have struggles with loneliness sometimes, of course, everyone mm-hmm. does. But um, from what I've seen, you know, the heartache of regrets, regrets yeah. would be like much worse than, yeah. you know, just waiting until God has God brings whatever he has for you. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. Thank you for sharing that, because that is it's something where you're having to walk against the culture when it comes to the number of people. And I know that was a decision that both of my sons had made as well. They're both married now. That's difficult when all of your friends are in relationships. They didn't date in high school either because they, they wanted to not date until they were thinking about marriage. And they both ended up marrying the only person they ever dated. So that's that's, so lovely. It's unusual in the American culture, too. And so how how have you dealt with like the pressure of friends who tell you that's not the way to go, even though that's what God's word says? Oh, well, you know, um, as as I've said, um, writing is a is a big platform or maybe I shouldn't use that word. It's a it's a vent for me. Yeah. Yeah. I am privileged to actually have a good support system with my parents, um, you know, praying and having family devotions in the nights. And, and I'm, I'm, my, my mother and I are so close that, you know, we we actually I'm able to share with her, you know, whenever I, I you know, find find myself, um, you know, struggling with things. Yeah. But also but still I'm, I don't want to, you know, paint a you know, fancy picture, but many times you're actually forced to not have many friends because mm. they'll look at you as being okay you're showed off you're you're different you don't fit in but but god will god will um lead you to the right friends yeah. if that's what how they how if that's the value system that your friends have i mean it's not that you're gonna shun them they shun you that's on them but god yeah. will provide because he has provided for me um I have my network of friends. We we talk. I have my close circle who have also um, waited until marriage as well. Yeah. Um, one of my close friends um, got married late 2019, so a little over a year ago, and she waited as well. Yeah. So it's good to have to choose your friends wisely. It is choose your support system, and you know just keep close to God and know mm-hmm. that this is for God. This mm-hmm. is not for pleasing man. This is also for my own good because yeah. His his word is for my own good. His commands are for my own good. Yes. So mature yeah. to hear you say that. I got married at 20 years old, which is unusual. Most people are get married later than wow. that. I've been married <laughs> yes. for 31 years. And Whoa. my husband and I both talk about that. And this is for the listeners out there who are like Sarah waiting. My husband and I both talk often about how it is to know that we waited until we were married and that we've only been with each other. There's no baggage from the past that came. And this is not to shame anybody who has that because I yeah. know there are people yeah, who, definitely. like, that's mm-hmm. the beauty of a repurposed life is that 
if you didn't mm-hmm. do it that way, God can give you a reset point. You can, he can heal that. Definitely. Too. Definitely. Um, yes. But yes. if you don't have to walk that path and if you don't have to have that baggage and you are staying sexually pure, stick with it because you will not regret waiting and knowing that you only have been with one another. It's a spiritual connection, but there's also a physical benefit to waiting as well. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not easy as it's many things that are good, but um, you know, you just hold on to God's promises whenever the time gets tough, gets people who are, have similar values to rally around you. And yeah, I've seen God work through, through difficulties to help with everything. So he is faithful. You've talked about a resource. You've told me about it, that you have a resource on your website. I'd like you to tell the listeners a little bit about what you have for them if they go to your website. Um, on that website, um, in addition to our blog, I have um, a few brochures on different topics on Bible evidences. So one is um, giving evidences as to how do we know that God exists? Many people actually legitimately have that problem, yeah. especially because of our um, our educational system, which is so secular, um, many children are groomed from early to, you know, doubts. Mm-hmm. But questions that are genuine are healthy and we need to have mm-hmm. answers to them. So that's why I, I decided, okay, you know, having classmates that ask me these questions and I've tried to do research on my own, um, I compiled them in, in some brochures. So one is dealing with that. Another one is looking at um, how can we trust the Bible? Um, how, how do we know the Bible is true? And that one, I looked at some interesting things that, you know, are written in the Bible that are scientific foreknowledge, things that um, scientists at that time would have never known about. Um, For example, that life is in the blood in Mm. Leviticus. In, you know, even as recently as 1799 with George Washington, I've read that he, his doctors actually bled him to death because they thought he had blood, bad blood when he had pneumonia. But um, modern science caught up with what was written in the Bible, like in the 1800s, yeah. to actually realize that, yes, life of a person is in the blood. You cannot just go and bleed mm-hmm. someone to take out their bad blood. You're actually killing them. Um, there are many others. There are springs in the oceans. That was not, that was written in Job. That was not discovered until the 1970s so all of that information the the websites the the articles um that scientific journal articles are actually cited at the bottom of those brochures that you can actually look um so that is one also there's another tract called god cares for you which is really dealing with the topic of why god allows suffering Mm. to actually look at similar to our prayer program here michelle um about life repurpose how Mm -hmm. god can use suffering to for his his glory and to actually cultivate something even greater yeah. for you. I also have made a few bookmarkers. Um, I hope I've uploaded them. If not, please look out for that. Um, so I have two bookmarkers that are really just encouragements. Three keys to cu- success. Trust God. Remain focused. Aim for your best. So um, try T R Y your best, yeah. Um, so so little little gems and things that you know you can distribute. It's completely free. So um, I think Michelle is going to put the website there. Yes, so feel I'm free link to visit. In the show notes to that, so people can get that. There is also 
my YouTube channel, Chosen to Glow Ministries. If you just type Chosen to Glow Ministries on YouTube, you'll find we have videos. Can feel feel free to download and redistribute if you need. Yeah, thank so. you so much for putting those resources together. Because even the ones on questioning faith and is the Bible is real, even young people who have grown up in the church sometimes come out of the church, go off to college, and ask those same questions. They're like, did everything my parents teach me, is that real? Is it not? And they're asking those. So that's a fantastic resource. Yeah, yeah. I, f- I find it to be very in- important because unfortunately, many times pastors don't deal with these these topics on the pulpit. Yeah. They just assume that, yes, you believe, you're coming to your church, you believe, and just have faith. But um, because, you know, this generation is so exposed um, and the next one that's coming up after me, they're mm-hmm. so exposed to many things and doubt will definitely creep in. And even if you're not a doubter yourself, you know, it's good to be equipped to know how to... Yes answer to help even your child um you know answer be able to answer the tough questions that even their teacher might come and because even in my university i've heard people say okay their lecturer came in front of the class declared they're an atheist these are people we're looking up to they're my teacher don't you know we are the phd of it yeah you know all of these things so it's very important that you equip yourself and know god for yourself personal testimonies to me are some of the best evidences of god's existence but um you know there's so much around you as what romans 1 verse 20 says that the invisible things of god before the creation of the world are clearly seen Mm -hmm. they're perceived in the things that he has made so people are without excuse yes Thank you so much. I love your message. I I love it that you're in the book. Thank you for submitting your story to Life Repurposed. Is there anything that you'd like to leave with our listeners before we close? All right. Well, I mean, I would just encourage everyone to, you know, no matter what you're going through right now, that God has a purpose even in your suffering. I know that it might sound cliche. You might have heard people say, but it's something that I have lived through um i have personally experienced god's work so just you know just like to encourage you to just hold on to persevere um especially you know also if you're a youth to it's never too late even if you have if you have um you know you know strayed or done anything that you think god is angry with you god is god is waiting with open arms and you know the best life is in god and so i just encourage you wherever you are that now is the best time to come to god you're never no wait until you're two you're old because you know life is not guaranteed that's right exactly yes so thank you for having me yeah you're welcome thank you for being here it's great to be able to connect I hope you enjoyed listening to Sarah's wisdom coming all the way from Jamaica. Thank you for bearing with us with a few audio uh, glitches that we had just because of the connection, just connecting overseas by Zoom. You have some of that little internet glitches and things that come in there. You will find the show notes for this episode at michellerayburn.com slash 103. I will link to Sarah's website there and those resources that she talked about. I also invite you to join our Facebook community if you haven't done that yet, where you can interact act with the topics each week and get to know other people who are living their life repurposed. Thanks for being here and I'll see you next week. You've been listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn. Check out tips, resources, and inspiration at michellerayburn.com. 
I'd love it if you would subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. I'd also love it if you would like, review, and share the information about this podcast with your friends. Thank you so much for listening.